Hi, everybody. I'm Peter Travers, and welcome to Popcorn, where we tell you what's popping in the pop culture. And my guest today, Josh Groban, I've tried to have him on a million times. He's, he does a million <laughs> movies. You know, he's on TV, sneaks into different things, and, you know, you could see him in the hollers now if you want to. Uh, he doesn't make a CD every year, but it's kind of like every other year, okay, and, yeah. and occasionally sells like a, a, a CD or two. Yeah, give or take yeah, a million. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. But now... But now, to me, this is like really exciting as like a Broadway fanatic. He is making his Broadway debut in a show called Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812. Now, that's my work is done here. So, there <laughs> yeah, it is. Thanks. So, I just give it to you? <laughs> no, you. You're working you so now. <laughs> no, this Thank is exciting. It's so exciting. It is, it is the most excited I've been since I was first signed into the industry at 17 years old. This is a new scary, wonderful thing for me after so many years of making set albums and touring, mm -hmm. which is the only reason I haven't seen you before is because I've been on tour this whole last You're year. You're always on tour. Um, but um, but it's, it's, um, it's a chance for me to, um, to both go back to my past and, and dive headfirst into the thing that got me started in this business to begin with, and also to try something completely new. So, well, you're talking about thing. acting when you say that because you studied that first. I was right? a theater uh, major at Carnegie Mellon University. I was studying musical theater, um, and that was my dream. I was doing the lead roles in my high school. I went to a great arts high school. I was Tevye and Fiddler on the Roof. I think that. I mean, I've only seen that clip. That clip that's that following you played on the Tonys. They hazed me on the Tonys. They did that. do that. Yeah. But yet, you you know, as a high school Tevye, I think you're yeah. the definitive. I can, high school tech. I can grow the beard myself now, yeah. which is like high five to my younger self. <laughs> it's great. Uh, but um, but no, before that I was you know I did Woody Mahoney and Finian's Finney and Rainbow and you know wound up doing you know shows like Sweeney Todd and stuff like that at, at arts camps and then I went to Carnegie Mellon, which was like this was a creme de la creme class at Carnegie Mellon. It was myself. There were only thirteen of us: Leslie Odom Jr., Josh Gad, Rory O'Malley, who's now King George in Hamilton, <laughs> uh, Katie Mixon. I mean, we were a class of wonderkins, and we were... Um, were you all... obnoxious to each other? No, we actually... Oh, it was God. very inspiring. disappointed. We were so scared. I think we That's were it. intimidated by each other. Um, there, there maybe was a little bit of uh, coldness just to kind of sizing <laughs> each other up, because oh, yeah. we, were all, we were all the hot <laughs> at our high schools before well, we got to that's... college. So, you know, we all were the leads in our prospective musicals, wherever city we came from. Then you're put together, and we're put with together everybody in a room. who was the yeah. actual king. It's, it's like the uh, Gary Larson cartoon where, where God puts everybody in the glass and shakes it and said, well, let's just watch now. Um, <laughs> and that was us. Like, we, we were just, we all had to sing for each other that first day, and we all realized we had very different strengths. And, um, and that was, you know, testament to Carnegie and their accepting because I didn't get into many other musical theater programs because I was not a, um, a chorus, you know, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't high kick. I couldn't jazz hand. Really? I was a dramatic moving baritone. Uh, and so there were only a limited number of those kind of roles. Um, and so Carnegie saw something in me. And, um, and, of course, I rewarded that by signing a record deal and leaving but i uh but i i you know i had an opportunity you went for that crazy music money didn't you well no it wasn't certainly wasn't <laughs> the wasn't money crazy. at that point no they told it? me that if i if i Two actually wind up breaking even it's like vegas that's a win <laughs> that's it. uh good. you know walk away yeah uh no it was it was interesting because at that point i was um i was being courted by uh, my record label warner brothers and david foster who had heard me sing when i was 16 at an event and I said, you know, I kind of said, well, this school, this doing theater is, is what I, my goal, my path has been. And, um, 
and they made me an offer that that was not not a monetary one. It was one that was a more of a masterclass life experience one, which was basically you're in school to be a performer. Mm-hmm. This is an opportunity to um, to see real world, real world experiences, to um, to make an album with one of the top producers who's ever lived. And so I thought, well, if I was going to school to be a doctor or something like that, then it'd be a real fork in the road. But we all knew as freshmen that at the end of four years, you showcase, and then the doors close. And you're out there in the world anyway, mm-hmm. trying to make it. Say, what happened? Yeah. I was such a star here. Yeah, well, it, that can happen. Yeah, yeah can absolutely. Happen. And a lot of extraordinarily talented kids um, have that rude awakening at the end of four years. And it takes them a long time sometimes, especially if they're unique. And I knew not, you know, being a trouble, double threat and not a triple threat, that it might take me a minute after four years to find my group. And so the fact that I had a champion at that age that said, this is unique, I believe in you, I think there's an audience, I had talked it over with my parents, and they are the most, um, they are the biggest proponents of education, and my mom was a teacher, you know, and they said, yeah, this, once you have this, a teacher, this, this might be a class you can't, you can't turn down. And so I took a leave. I didn't, I didn't quit. I could have gone back in a year. Mm-hmm. but um, That makes parents happier. Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. leave. Exactly. Yeah. I might go back. I surely cool. I sure. might go back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. If I, had to, if I had to go back after testing out the music biz, you know, it would have been, it would have been like, oh, well, you know, yeah. tried, I tried my thing. Did you see the haircut they gave me? Man, yeah. Anyway, I'm back. Uh, didn't go so well. That could have happened. Um, it, it was a serendipitous thing, that the, the stars that aligned in order for my music career to actually develop the way it was, because I was not a, an MTV, you know, I got signed in the age of boy bands and rap rock. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you didn't have, you know, a, a group or a, or, a, or a video, what were we going to do with you? Um, so it took a minute. When you acted before, when, when Ally McBeal oh, is yeah. like the first thing you yeah, do. Yeah, that was the you big know? break. You yeah. sing, yeah. but at the same time, there's a performance going on there yeah. that you're doing this. Well, and because I hadn't been released yet, my album had not been released yet, the greatest compliment I got was people writing in saying, um, love the episode. Who did you? Who was the singer who was doing the voice for that actor? <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, yeah. actor? Yes. Yeah. Actor, that's so, who like, I am. It's got a ring to it. But um, but they didn't know that I was doing the singing as well. So um, you know, so that's that was a big break for me doing that. That was uh, uh, you know, and I didn't get a chance to audition because um, I was going to originally be the wedding singer in that episode. I was going to sing for thirty seconds. Robert Downey Jr. and Calista Flockhart were going to get married at the end of that episode. Mm-hmm. It was for anybody who remembers that show. That was at the time where their romance was the biggest thing in TV, and um, and Robert Downey Jr. was having a, a difficult time in his life at that point, personal problems, mm-hmm. was arrested, and could not show up to set. And so David E. Kelly had heard me sing at an event and basically said, well, you know, can you act? I'm like, well, you know, I, did, I just did Fiddler, you know, two, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, I, I just did, yeah, did Fiddler I just did in the high school. school. Fiddler, man, right. can I act? Come on. Yeah, come on. This is mine. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, all right, well, listen, I'm going to write this. A fiddler on the Roof oh, sounds, sounds crazy. Sounds crazy. You know? No, he's like, like say no more, kid. You're say the no one. more. You're, you're the, the one. one absolutely. We're going to take no, off but the I mean, beard. you've had all of those. To have that at such a young age where I guess it's David Foster that says, can you come and rehearse? With Celine Dion right, because right. Uh, Andrea got, Bocelli yeah, is sick. Is totally. that what's happening? Yes, it was. Yeah. It was. Um, it was just a lot of stars lining up. Um, they say that luck is preparation meets opportunity, and I had um, massive doors that were um, extremely difficult to walk through, but they were opened, and I was very lucky for that. Yeah. For me, the thing I saw you do that made me think you could act and you could pull this off was chess. And oh, you thanks. did it at Royal Albert Hall. That was a theater thing. And it yeah. was a DVD. People yeah. should go look at this because yeah. it's amazing. Idina yeah. Menzel. Yep. It's, uh, Adam Pascal. Yeah. But there you are playing this part. There's not a lot of room in him. 
No. This chess, Russian chess prodigy. No, no, exactly. Yeah. And it's a very kind of uh, calculated and cold, um, you know, character that has had, there's different, we chose an ending that we thought was the most juicy of all the endings because mm -hmm. in every, every time that the show has been on stage, they've changed it. You know, sometimes he defects, sometimes he stays, yeah. some, you know, sometimes the American is one. You know, it's like... It's the only thing wrong with that show is the book. Is the book. The exactly. music You're is great. Exactly yeah. right. And that's why we felt it was so great to do it as a concert and to act the concert. Mm -hmm. Because once you, once you leave behind the, you know, the music first aspect of it, the book is, is, a, little, is a little dense. And, um, and so, well, thank you for that. I had a great time doing it. And that was, I think, one of the first moments where I really realized that I, I wanted to, at some point in the future, go back into theater. Yeah. Well, and you sort of snuck in back into it by doing uh, that CD that's called Stages, Stages but where you're singing all of those. Songs. Yeah, but I that this was not part of the plan when I made that record. So um, I, I did a. You have no master plan. I have no master. Believe it or not, I'm kind where's of flying the by the seat of my. <laughs> where's the guy? I, I, I have no sense. Don't know. for how to be shrewd in this industry. I wish I did. Might like, as well I, still be playing to have you. I just, I exactly, yeah. and it, gladly, you yeah. know, but. Um, no, you just got to kind of always go where the goosebumps are and where, you know, your, your heartstrings are telling you to go. And also where you feel scared. I think that, that for me, when I feel like I've been doing something for a long time and this, you know, making this musical theater record was a scary thing because, again, it took me back to the first days where it's like, well, who's going to want to listen to this? You know, is there an audience for this? This is a passion project. And then it did quite well. And then right in the middle of promoting that, I read a theater blog that they were thinking of bringing Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812 to, to Broadway. I've loved the show in the past, and you've seen it in the I've past. I've seen it in the past. It's a brilliant show that I have felt deserved that transfer for a long time. And so I reached out, and they wound up reaching out the same time I did. They knew that I was a fan of the show. And, um, and one thing led to another, and I had drinks with the creator, Dave Malloy, and the director, Rachel Chapkin. And we talked about our, both of our visions for the show. I'm a little bit of a different style vocal peer than the other peers. And, um, and it just wound up, we wound up totally gelling and clicking. And... Um, and so the fact that we got the Imperial Theater at the exact time when my tour was ending, um, it just wound up being, and I've waited a long time. There have been other things I've been looking at theater-wise, and I, I just felt like it, what, they weren't the one yet. Could have been Hamilton, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> and my rapping skills, I'm not, I'm not a quadruple no? threat either. Really? No, it's, yeah, not, no, the I'm rapping not, skills I'm not. aren't there yet? They aren't there, only when I karaoke and get wasted, I feel like. <laughs> And then it's just a mix a lot. Then it's just Baby Got Back. But, um, <laughs> no, that but, should uh, definitely that be should, there. That should stay in, in the room with my tambourine and my, and my Zima. I, I, I yeah. wanted, because of your music and the romance of it, yeah. it's, you have a following now. Sure. So to that following, you know, who I don't know if they're even dangerous sometimes because oh, they come after you. They'll cut you. you. But I want to say, that show is an immersive experience. It is. So wherever you sit... Yep. You too could be sitting next You're, to Josh while he's singing. To totally, those are very pricey tickets. They're um, very yeah, pricey. <laughs> yeah, they are, but there should be some kind of lottery. Going <laughs> no, we, like I think we are. We are. We're going to do a lottery too. Yeah. Um, but um, because because it really is, and I've seen the show because I was on tour and couldn't do it in Cambridge. So I, I went for a few days in Cambridge and saw it from every angle. Mm -hmm. And you, if you choose to, you can see the show three, you can see basically three different shows. Um, depending on where you're sitting, you're getting a very different aspect of what's going on, um, including the mezzanine. And the balcony um, is one of the best views in the house because you can see down on, on the entire um, you know, game board that we have down there. So... Um, but this it better be a huge hit because they've just wrecked the they've wrecked. <laughs> The poor Schubert people. They've, they've, yeah. you know, what are you doing to our theater? We've taken out all the chandeliers. We're replacing them with ours. We've taken out seats. Our stage is snaking through the seats. Um, you know, so 
you know, we are transforming this theater into a 19th century Russian supper, supper club. And I love that about it because for me, and in theater school, we learn about just the idea that once they walk through those front doors, they're in your world and you want to create the most magic experience for them um, because they've probably sat in traffic, they've been standing in line, we're going to be going through the winter, they're going to be cold. And when they come in, they're going to be walking through uh, a war bunker. Uh, they're going to be going in, the doors are going to open, and they're going to be in this lush velvet um, supper house with, with paintings everywhere and this gorgeous stage. I compare it to like when I walk into a baseball stadium for the first time. Mm -hmm. and no matter how crap a day I've had, when I see the field for the first time, That's my, it. my jaw drops. It's all field and of I'm dreams. And I'm in baseball land. Yeah. And, I right. just, and for the next four hours, I'm going to be in that land. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, you know, oftentimes that moment only happens once the first curtain rises and you go, ooh, and you're in. But that moment happens from the moment they walk in the front doors in the show. And I think that even though they knew there was going to be some construction and it was going to take a lot of work, um, the Schubert's have been wonderful and our producer Howard Kagan has been incredible in that they, they got it. They wanted, they wanted that, that ooh-ah, that magic of it to happen. And for those that saw it in the earlier uh, incarnations, the, the tent and things like that, it was more intimate and it was small, but I was talking to Dave Malloy about it, and he basically said, well, at the Imperial, we finally get a chance to do it the way Tolstoy wrote it, which is to have this grand opera, this, this room that is um, where the chandeliers they, uh, can rise like, like the opera, and to have this space, um, this, this, uh, this dramatic Russian space, is actually more in line with um, the details of the book. We should tell the people out there, yeah. the, because I, I've messed them all up now, they're thinking that you, they'll be sitting on your lap while you're singing. <laughs> but yes, those are very expensive seats. They'll be close, <laughs> and, and, and we <laughs> interact. There's no close. fourth wall, and, and the director, Rachel, is, um, is so great about allowing us, from an acting perspective, um, it's different every night for us, because uh, you know, so much of acting is reacting, and there's, to have, that, to have that response from the audience, where you're singing songs dead into people's eyes all night, mm -hmm. You don't know what you're going to get from them. You don't know if it's going to be surprise or shock or if they're going to be having a it's day or if they're going to be great. feeling, yeah, to, you know, ready. To have somebody doing this going. To, yeah, yeah. Well, then that makes you more challenged. Why are you singing in oh, my face? And if they've got yeah, a phone no, up, Pierre yeah. is going to go ballistic. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> Listen, you don't want to piss off Pierre. Pierre. He is a, a gets You would be very, fine about it. He is drunk and Pierre ordinary. Is, <laughs> oh, no. The rest of them will let you he go. He is drunk a good deal yeah, of the oh, time. Oh, he is drunk. He's drunk We should say that. I don't want to scare off people that think you're doing a seven hour musical version of Warren. Piece. No, it's a 70-page sliver. Seven, it's yes, a two-hour show. That came from there. It's a very juicy part of the show that Dave Malloy thought to himself, this would make a great musical. And he actually was playing your part when I saw it. He originated it. So, so how did he feel about you kicking I don't, him right I out did, of the I didn't kick anybody out. I don't feel guilty <laughs> about replacing any original. No, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't, I didn't do, do it. it. I didn't do it. He wanted me no, in he there. cast me. Yeah, you know, so he, did, was it. he made the conscious decision not to, um, not to act in the show. Um, again, and uh, at least for now, and mm -hmm. I, I personally would love for him to do it at some point um, uh, when I'm gone. But yeah, you'll um, probably leave that show and then go into him, and then then I'll then yeah. I will be the the tenth right. King George, which That's would be amazing. <laughs> yes, from your that mouth would, to uh, Lord so really Lord. Great. Uh, but Lord let's just say to those people who Pierre is vis-a-vis yeah. -vis Natasha. Sure. So yeah. so Pierre and Natasha have um, a very um, interesting relationship in the book as a whole. They eventually, of course, get married and have kids and have a happy life together. But, but not in this show. Not in this show. In this, in this time period, they are both going through great personal turmoil, which is why Dave thought it would be a, such a great section to have. Um, Natasha's love, Andre, has gone off to war. So she's this 19-year-old... Um, and Andre isn't here. And Andre isn't here. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And what goes down when Andre isn't here, um, you know, when the cat's away. So um, she is wooed by this Casanova, Anatole, 
who of course makes her wonder. It's like an episode of Maury, you know, but I love them both, Maury, you know. And, uh, and so she loves them both. And so there's that turmoil of, of writing him letters to war, but also being wooed by Anatole, and she's confused. Meanwhile, Pierre is married to a woman that, that he knows doesn't love him. Pierre's come into a great deal of money. He is the, he's the guy. She's a bombshell, she's, 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 she's a hot, promiscuous lady <laughs> that, um, that he knows is cheating on him all the time, but he, he's such a pushover and has all this internal anger that he just kind of sits with it. And so he's constantly drinking, and meanwhile, he's just contemplating the world, the war, the universe, why are we here? The guy has some depression going oh, on. Oh, yeah, but there is that, there is that hidden chivalrousness to, um, chivalry to, to, to Pierre. There is um, a grandness to him, but, but it takes its place through anger and confusion and, um, and sometimes wonderment. I know that it's all basically resting on you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure you're I, feeling no pressure. I, well, the, the reason I'm not feeling pressure is that I know what an ensemble piece this is, and mm-hmm. I know that whatever reason they come through the door, I know what it is they're going to get, and I'm excited for them because, um, because the ensemble is so extraordinary. My, um, my extraordinary co-star, Danae Benton, who's so wonderful, um, Lucas Steele, who plays Anatole, um, uh, Grace McLean, who plays um, 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 Maria. I mean, it's, it's, this cast, many of them did it in the original, so many of them have done it all this time. There are 28 Broadway debuts in this show. So, wow. the, so the energy for all of us to be so interconnected, for all of us to be cogs in this beautiful wheel, um, is palpable. Like, we are just all so giddy and excited. So whatever. They're, yes, they're promoting me. I, my name's in lights. But the, the music is so great. The story is so great. The set is so great. This cast is so great. Um, I'm excited for the discoveries they're going to have, even if they're coming in because it's a fan of mine. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for what they don't know they want. I right think now. that's kind of a great thing. Yeah. I think it introduces another audience totally. to the theater, which is yeah. really crucial. And vice versa. You yeah. know, there are going to be people who've never don't know me from Adam that uh, that are theater fans that are going to come in, and, and hopefully, it's a way for me to show another side as well. So it goes both ways. I I, I have to get you out of here, but the show always ends in song. Yeah, and. I was hoping rather than you did something that you've already done, yeah. that you would pick something that from a movie. Yeah. Give me a little. Oh, now? Yes, this oh. is when the show ends. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we always end in song. We always end in song. Smile, though your heart is aching. Smile, even though it's breaking. When there are clouds in the sky, you'll get by. If you smile through your fear and sorrow, Smile, and maybe tomorrow you'll see the sun is shining through if you just smile. Charlie Chaplin. There you go, Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. That's a good one to pick. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. This so was too. great having I had you. A great here. Time it really you. was. Okay, that wraps up another edition of the Popcorn with Peter Travers podcast. If you liked it, be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can also find Popcorn on Twitter and Facebook at Popcorn ABC News. I also want to thank the people who helped produce this podcast. Angela Williams, Brian Fudge, Josh Cohen, David Fazekas, David Miller, Michael Rothman, Alexa Valiente, and the head of ABC News Digital, Dan Silver. I'll talk to you next Friday.